Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez, and David Begin is here as well. And uh, hello, Car Wash Nation. That's right. Hello, Car Wash Nation. How's it going out there? Hope everybody's washing a lot of cars right now. Moving into the summertime. I talk about it's different for different, you know, types of people across the country when it comes to car washing. Like for us, it gets into the slower time. And for other parts of the country, it starts their busy time. Mm -hmm. Here in Texas, we've had, um, which has been kind of the cycle the last few years, very, very wet spring, early summer. So, you know, it can help, but it can also hurt. Yeah, it does. If you, if you get too much rain too quickly, you know, piece, piece together every day or every other day or every third day, then, you know, your single, your single washers don't necessarily come wash their cars often. You know, they keep waiting for better weather before they get out and wash their car. Exactly. I know that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling them uh, on the last podcast, really interesting. I'll say it again, but Colorado, this is the, so they started tracking drought, the drought monitor started in the year 2000 when they started tracking drought. Hmm. And this is the first year that Colorado is completely out of drought. So there's no area within Colorado that has any sort of drought, um, which has been a, you know, we had such a huge winter, really, really wet spring. So that's good. Good. Good news from that standpoint. Good news. Similar here, we've our reservoirs are all full. Lake Grapevine, which is closest to me here in the Dallas area, is I think I heard twelve feet above normal. So, oh wow, yeah, our reservoirs are pretty full as well, which is our our primary source of water. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, so it's it's different. You know, we're kind of evolving into the next season. Where that where that is for you and. I was telling him last time that we're either in busy season or preparing for busy season. So those are the two <laughs> we've got. So. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, so in this episode, we wanted to chat about partnering, specifically partnering with your distributors. And, and for those of us who are fortunate to have strong distributors at our disposable, at disposal rather, <laughs> and availability, I know that not all regions of the country necessarily have Uh, strong distributors. But if you do, it's so important to develop a partnership with them as opposed to just a vendor relationship. And that's what we wanted to chat about in this episode. Yeah, I think it's really important. And we we have a client that we were talking to a week or two ago in a certain uh, East Coast that said their area doesn't have strong distributors. And I was surprised because our our area, we've got, you know, a good distributor network at least in, in my neck of the woods. And I know Texas has got some really, really strong distributors and when you're first starting out in the car wash industry, I believe that's really important to look at your distributor as one of your partners. And I've, I've always, when I've always gone into business, I've always said, who can I partner with? And I've got, you know, a handful of people I consider to be my partner and people that actually make my business better and make me better. And I consider distributors to be one of them. I also consider my bank and my banking relationship to be a partner. And we've had a great relationship with our bank here and i also consider my accountant to be a good partner so those are some people that i look at when i look at the people on the team uh, as i run my business these are people that i count on that that actually make my life better yeah and by the way if you're listening and you're a distributor in the northeast or you have a good one uh share that with us we'd love to spread the word about that reach out to us you can leave us a comment 
at the website at thehowacarwashing.com. Uh, we'd love to hear if you've got a, a different opinion about that area. So we didn't mean to, we're generalizing there. The point being that that relationship with your distributor can be a very valuable one. And, and so let's, let's talk about that first, David, if we could. But what are some of those essential reasons why or value that we should be getting from a, a relationship with the distributor? Yeah, especially if you're new in the business or you're small, like I would say you have less than 10 units uh, and you're operating as a smaller uh, chain or operation, I think it's really important to to have a good distributor that can help you that you can rely on. And there's lots of different things that a good distributor is able to do. Um, typically, if they're the people that built your car wash and provided you equipment or are providing you equipment, they've got expertise on how the equipment lays out in the tunnel and why certain things are where they are and what, what the purpose is. Uh, so they, they should be the experts on the tunnel layout and overall equipment. Um, if, if you, you know, if really highly recommend if, if they're using, if they're setting up the equipment and you, they've got a good chemical line, you know, like really recommend them being the chemical provider because then you've got a one-stop shop when it comes to tunnel equipment and chemical. And I've seen before where, you know, operators have gone off somewhere else and got chemicals and then it becomes kind of a finger pointing game sometimes when things aren't going right where the chemical provider could say, oh, it's the equipment that's causing problems and the equipment provider said, no, it's your chemicals. And so sometimes having one person you can go to to help you solve those issues are important, but a good distributor ought to provide you with a good line of chemicals and help you get those things tuned up the way they need to be. So you're managing your cost per car as far as chemicals are concerned. Mm -hmm. the, the other big thing is obviously parts. So, you know, your, your distributor has the ability to provide you parts. If they're providing for equipment, they should be able to provide you for parts as well. Uh, so they should have some items in stock. They should have some, some sort of a warehouse that they can, they can provide, you know, critical spares pretty quickly, but also have the ability to order parts from the OEM manufacturer and to get those in. Um, so, you know, as far as purchasing those, those are kind of the big things. So equipment, chemicals, and parts are going to be your big, you know, your big items that you would want to partner with your distributor on. Um, but they've got other areas of expertise as well. So they, they help you when you've got a problem and your car washes down, you know, they're, one of their advantages is they work with lots of different car washes. So when you've got a problem and you're seeing that problem for the first time, you think it's, oh, this is something we've never seen before. There's an excellent chance that your distributor has seen it before. And, you know, a quick service call or, or a call to the distributor can help you troubleshoot that pretty quickly and get that solved. Uh, relatively fast. So because they've got experience with, you know, multitudes of car washes. When you would think back to when, well, when you started, obviously you're speaking to this firsthand because when you started in this business, what about 13 years ago now, you didn't have any prior car wash experience. No, no, I, 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 yeah, I didn't know anything about car washing. And so, you know, we relied on our distributors pretty heavily um, when it came to, to helping us troubleshoot, um, problems and you know helping us set up chemicals and and you know they we relied on their expertise quite a bit to to develop a you know a level of success um so yeah yeah we you know and and i, I really kind of took a partnership approach with them we're going to talk about that a little later on but you know i wanted to be a partner with them and that was important to me that we had this partnership kind of agreement and arrangement yeah it, and then now looking at it 13 years later i i see them now is that they're they're even beyond all of these obvious things 
they're, they're another set of eyes, another uh, level of input because they're on site for us as well. So they give us another view and perspective as to how things are operating, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our guys don't catch everything. I don't catch everything, but getting that expertise set of eyes in there every couple of weeks to see what's going on has made a big difference in helping us catch things that we're not catching because we're familiar with it. And familiarity breeds contempt. And, you know, when I talk about contempt, though, I'm talking about not being able to catch the things that that maybe, you know, somebody who's not there all the time can catch. Right. And of course, you know, and, and I want to ask about maintenance as well. They have the advantage, you know, we've got three locations. They're looking at, I don't know how many they might have, but hundreds of locations, right? So they're able to uh, aggregate that knowledge and experience uh, why a particular piece of equipment wears a certain way or how to best maintain it. We're able to leverage that knowledge that they've built across numerous locations. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're seeing things that we're not able to see because of their experience. And I think that's, that's the big advantage that they bring to you. So when they come on site to look at chemicals and look at your equipment, you know, they can see where things are wearing out, where things are not being maintained or things aren't being adjusted and make those suggestions for you. And they're also good at helping you develop maintenance schedules too. So, you know, that's your first line of defense when it comes to developing a maintenance schedule should be your distributor equipment distributor to say, you know, here's a brand new piece of equipment and here's what the maintenance schedule is for that piece of equipment and then help you, you know, review that to make sure those things are getting done. And then related to that, the other thing they've done for us, I know historically and even to this day is, is facilitate that networking with other operators. Yeah. Yeah. So when we have questions, you know, and um, you know, they, they can put me in contact with other car wash operators that are doing some interesting things or doing some of the same things we are, where we can sit and chat and say what works, what doesn't work. But, you know, they've got a, they've got a good network of different operators that they can put you in contact with. Um, my relationship with Aaron Green actually started by an introduction from high performance wash systems in Denver. So, you know, we became good friends, but we, you know, we, we've been friends for many, many years, probably, you know, year one is when I was introduced to Aaron Green um, as a car wash operator, but you know, we've, we've been working together and collaborating together on different ideas and different thoughts and talking about the car wash industry for over a decade. But that, that was due to an introduction that was made by, by a distributor. Yeah. And that, that's such a big, uh, big thing, David. I'm, I'm such a big proponent of that as, as business owners, it doesn't matter what business we're in, we can become rather isolated. And, and for those of us who've attended, for example, the, the car wash show, we see the, uh, the incredible sharing of knowledge that does exist in this industry. But, but a lot of times it, you need that initial connection with those people. And you'll find it, you know, we're all battling the same things. We're all kind of struggling with the same things. And it's great when you can bounce ideas off of each other. How are you doing this? How are you doing that? Uh, I think it's so critical to being successful in business. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And uh, that's one of them, like you said, that's one of the great things about the car wash industry is people helping each other, you know, when they've got issues and problems. You know, the, the Facebook webpage, Talk car wash is, is a great example of that. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about specifically you, you've summarized here for our conversation, your thoughts on the three ways, three specific ways that you can improve 
that partnership relationship you have with your distributor. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So a lot of distributors are small businesses like we are. So they're, you know, they've got a lot of issues in running their business and whatever friction that we create with them, you know, impedes their ability to grow their business and be successful. However, we can remove some of that friction will help them grow and be more successful. And we've got to look at that from the standpoint of if our distributors are not successful, then ultimately we're not going to be successful. If we, if we treat our distributor like a vendor, which means we're only interested in transactions and if the, we don't like the transactions, we go somewhere else, that weakens that distributor. If that distributor goes out of business, it really is gonna put us at a disadvantage. So you've gotta look at that distributor as kind of part of the lifeline of the car wash. And that's the way I've always approached distributors is they're an integral part of what I do and an integral part of my success. And so, I think you know, the three things I want people to consider is, first of all, commit to, to doing business with them. So, you know, obviously they have to develop volume. They, they get better deals with their suppliers, if, the more volume that they do. So make, make some commitments to them. If you're going to use them to provide your chemicals, make a commitment to use their chemicals and not pick and choose chemicals from different, different suppliers. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can put a whole package together, uh, you know, most of the distributor can put a full line of chemicals online for you. You know, you should, you should use their chemicals. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in it. I think when you start picking and choosing, you start increasing the workload at your car wash, but it also, you know, puts your distributor at a little bit of disadvantage because they don't know if they can count on your business or not. Yeah, we do that sometimes because we're trying to save a buck here or a buck there. And I get that. Obviously, managing our expenses is critical but I think you got to look at the bigger picture when you're talking about this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it makes it harder on your car wash employees too, when you're, you know, you're buying chemicals from this guy and from this guy and this guy, and you don't know what the, you don't know what the pricing is. You don't know what, when it's going to be delivered. Um, you know, so I, I think it just makes it easier to buy chemicals from one person. And, it, and if, if that can be your distributor, I would say, go ahead and do that. Cause that, that's a big part of their business a big part of, how distributors make money after the sale of equipment is, is providing chemicals. So um, the other thing I would also say is, you know, buy your parts for them as well. So even though you might be able to buy parts online um, and even if you might be spending a little bit more money, it's probably good to buy parts from them uh, because it does help their business. So if you can get prices that are close to what you can purchase online, I really recommend that you buy your parts from them because it helps build their parts business and you're going to want them to be there when you've got a part that, uh, that goes out on a Saturday afternoon, you would like for them to have that in stock if they're able to. And the only way for them to have that in stock is if, if they're getting enough parts volume and a parts generation, it costs that company money to buy a part and to stock it on the shelf. And so if the part's been there for six months, there's a lot of carrying costs that goes on with them carrying that part, that part. So, you know, it, the old adage of buying local, I think is important uh, here when we're talking about distributors, because it, it allows you to have access to that part when you really need it from a timing standpoint. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's the first uh, area of committing to business, as you say, and committing to that business relationship instead yeah. of uh, looking necessarily about where I might be able to save a little bit here or there, look at the holistic relationship and the value that's, that's going to have for you long-term. Yeah. Yeah. The second one here is, is kind of a pet peeve of mine. 
And we've been fortunate because our car washes are successful, but I, I get frustrated when I look at accounts receivables for distributors and I'm seeing long accounts receivables or lots of money outstanding that different car wash operators owe them. And so the second thing for me is make sure you pay your bills on time. Um, I just think it's, I think it's important. Um, I think it's, it's part of being a good business person is making sure you're paying your bills on time. But you put your distributor at risk when you try to make them, you know, carry your cash flow. And, um, you know, they're, they, they don't, you know, they're, they're getting squeezed, you know, because when they purchase from their suppliers, they're having to pay for that right away. They can't um, string along their distributors or, or their suppliers when it comes to paying their bills. But a lot of times I see car wash owners that expect their distributors to, to uh, you know, create 30, 60, 90, 120 day receivables. And I think that's, that's, that's a cost of business and that's a big cost of business. So I, I don't think it's fair to expect your distributors to help you manage your cash flow. So I think you got to come up with if it's net 30 or whatever it is, but make sure you do, you know, you get your bills paid on time. And if you got to use your credit card, then I, I say use your credit card. Yeah. I don't think this can be understated enough, David. I mean, I think we, we are fortunate and I think sometimes we get, uh, we get comfortable in the fact that as operators, we don't have a cash flow challenge really, right? We don't right. have receivables. We have a cash business. We get paid at the time of, uh, that we render a service and we forget the perspective that our supplier is in, our distributor is in, where that's not the way they're getting there. They have a cash flow challenge. Right. So if you wanted to get to most favorite client status, this is a simple thing that you can do. And most of us, if we're managing our business properly, it shouldn't be a problem paying that invoice. Right? That's exactly right. And that's, uh, and, and you brought up a good point, Henry, that I hadn't thought about. I, I would always pay my bills as soon as I got them. I didn't wait for 30 days or whatever because I wanted them to get the money right away because I wanted preferred status and preferred yeah. status means when I pick up the phone and I have a problem, these people are going to come running because they know I'm a good payer. Absolutely. And, and I can assure you having, having worked with businesses where they do have receivables, that, that is one of the one number one criteria to determining whether you're a great client or not. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. to them, this is a huge issue. You pointed out, you highlighted the challenges that they have. Well, we don't have the challenges of having to carry inventory. Yeah, we have some chemicals inventory, but nowadays, you know, how much are we really carrying there? That doesn't kill my business. They've yeah. got parts and components that they're having to carry. They're delivering a service. Mm -hmm. They have people that they're paying, but, but we're taking 60 or 90 days to pay our bills. That, that creates a huge burden on that distributor. It does. It creates a huge burden that could literally put them out of business if That's we're right. not careful. So if they shut the door one day, you know, because they couldn't manage their, their receivables, then, you know, shame on us for letting that happen. But I, I did that for a selfish reason. And because I wanted, I wanted the attention of the distributor. And I think the way to get their attention is make sure your, all your bills are paid very, Absolutely. very quickly. Um, Absolutely. So don't, you know, don't expect, it was interesting. I was doing some consulting this morning for some professors at Notre Dame. ICA is doing this executive seminar series uh, later on this year at Notre Dame. And uh, I was talking to the professors from Notre Dame who are business professors. And they were looking at our, our, our at my financials for my car wash because I was kind of explaining to them, you know, here's what we track and here's why we track. And, and they noticed really, you know, right away, hey, you don't have receivables and you don't have inventory, you know? <laughs> 
So to two of the biggest headaches that in, in other businesses, namely your distributors have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we need to be sensitive to the fact that they have a different business model and whatever we can do to help them will ensure their success, but it also will gain, gain their attention. All right. So number two is pay your bills on time. I think everybody's right. clear on that. Uh, unless there are, of course, extraordinating circumstances as we all might have. Uh, you should have a relationship where you should be motivated to pay the bills on time. So what's number three? The number three is just the level of communication. And this is where I think I, I've even fallen down sometimes in this area, but I think a high level of communication and, and setting expectations are important. And so, you know, you need to set up what's, what's the expectations that we have with each other. So when, when can I expect to see you distributor, are you, know, you going to come to my car wash every week, every other week? What's the rotation going to be? What are you going to do? How are you going to report to me as the owner? What's going on? Which I think is important too. You know, you're going to be talking to the site managers that are on site. You're going to be talking to the operations managers, but what are you going to be reporting to me as an owner on what's going on? Because I, I consider the distributor as somebody who works for me directly because I'm the person that pays the bills. And so I want them to communicate with me what they're saying that's going well and what they're saying that's not going well. So set the expectations for what the service levels ought to be from that distributor and then manage to those expectations. But the way to do that correctly is, 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 to, is to communicate effectively. You, you're obviously going to have those conversations initially as you're getting ready to open your wash, if that's where you're at. But then on an ongoing basis, what are your thoughts? Uh, is, it, is it an annual conversation to kind of reset expectations? Or how often would you say you should be having those conversations to make sure we're on the same page on expectations? Yeah, I think you should be having meetings quarterly when you're new and then, you know, deciding how you're going to tweak this. So every quarter, I think you should sit down and have either a face-to-face -face or, you know, a phone conversation with how, how's the business relationship going and what do we need to do to tweak it? And then once you're comfortable and you feel like everybody's in the right rhythm, then I think maybe you can have it every six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think initially at first you should have it as often as you possibly can. I think another point that's related to this, David, is you know, we're trying to build a relationship here so it goes both ways. We're expecting certain things from them to provide us, to help us with that are pretty obvious, but they're also expecting from us that we take, for example, their guidance on maintenance and, and, and on how to, how to respond to a, to a repair situation or ongoing maintenance. We need to listen and take their advice and guidance, especially in the early days if we don't have the experience, as opposed to, no, I got this or I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Take that knowledge, take that guidance that they are offering you. Man, that's, that's a big one, Henry, because I've seen new car wash operators that totally ignore what distributors say, which blows me away. Um, you know, like they think they've got it, they've got it all figured out, they've got a better idea. And, you know, when you're brand new in the business, you should be absorbing all the information you possibly can and listen to your experts. Um, some of the most successful car wash operators that I know are people that listen to experts, listen to other people, and listen to people they consider to be experts. And I think there's, there's a correlation between, you know, being teachable and being willing to learn and being successful. Agreed. So, All right, that, so at the end of the, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. No, I say at the end of the day, this is, this is about developing partnerships 
and not just a traditional and sometimes what we have looked at before is an adversarial almost relationship with a vendor. And that's the way, you know, you and I have talked about this often throughout all of our businesses. Is this, is this vendor just a vendor or are they a partner? Right. And with the distributor, really, and, and in our experience, and again, there might be exceptions, there's opportunities there to develop a partnership, which is that level above just a transactional vendor. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I think there's certainly opportunities to be partners with your distributors. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the nature of this industry. You and I are involved in another industry, the food industry, where when we got started, we thought we were going to partner with our vendors. And our vendors have no interest in partnering with us. They're, they're, they're vendors. Yep. And, um, and that's fine. You just got to know when going in, you know, that that's the way it is. So we, we, you know, it took us about six months to sort of figure that out. But uh, not, not all industries lend themselves well to being partners. But I think the car wash industry and, and the relationship we can have with distributors could. Yeah. And we've touched on some of those things that, that make that difference. And that is that it's beyond the part or the chemical. It's the knowledge transfer. It's the sharing of ideas. It's the, that additional set of eyes and perspective. It's the networking and sharing of knowledge with other operators. It's those things beyond the obvious transaction that's listed on the invoice those are the things that begin to create a partnership. And you have to, as the operator, you have to want that and develop that over time. Right. I agree. I agree. But I, I, I think there are rewards there. And I, I, I attribute a lot of my success to the distributors that I've partnered with. Um, you know, that's, I think that's one reason why I've been a successful car wash operator. Yeah. All right. So the three things, just to summarize here on, on effectively partnering with the distributor. One is to commit to, to business with them. We talked about that. Yeah, there might be an opportunity to save a little bit here, a little bit there, but if you, if you drive all of your business, parts, chemicals, service, with one good distributor, that's gonna pay dividends over time has been our experience. Pay your bills on time is a simple one, except for in extenuating circumstances, that's huge for them, gets you that preferred status right away, and, and it, it, again, also pays off in the long run. Plus, it's the right thing to do. Right. Uh, and three, communicate. Communicate, communicate. Uh, that's the key to any kind of partnership, but especially this kind of partnership, on what the expectations are. Have those conversations frequently uh, and make sure you build that over time. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing would be that you got to understand that some things are out of the distributor's hands. Like when you order something, it might, you know, especially in this day and age in the car wash industry, because there's so much activity. Uh, there's so many new car washes being built. Uh, you know, the, the, the suppliers are overwhelmed right now. And it might take five weeks. It might take 10 weeks to get something in because that's the way it is. And you can scream at your distributor all you want about that. But at the end of the day, you don't have any control over that. So yeah, yeah, the, the better you can plan right now, that would be my recommendation. Plan far enough in advance because you know, the ability for distributors and suppliers to be able to turn on a dime when you need something is going to be, um, you know, is going to be compromised. Yeah, that's a key point. So for me, the, the key takeaway, and then I'll ask you yours here to summarize yet again, is, is that this, it's this perspective of looking at this relationship with your distributor as a partner, as opposed to just a vendor, and doing things with that in mind. 
And the end result will be that you're going to have a much more productive relationship. At the end of the day, you're going to end up saving more money and time and increase your uptime and all of those things that we're working towards. Uh, and your life will be a lot easier too. There'll be a lot less stress. There'll be a lot less impact on your back office. So that mind shift from a vendor relationship to a partner relationship. Yeah, I agree. And I've, I've always looked at people that I've partnered with, you know, with the adage, are you making my life easier? Or are you making my life harder? You know, and I look at employees that way. I look at partner at just, you know, vendors that way. Or you, if you're making my life easier, then I, I'll, you know, I'll consider you a partner. If you're making my life harder, you know, I'm going to consider you a vendor. So look for people so that you can put that one plus one can equal three if you've got a true partnership going. Agreed. So. Good. Well, Henry, thanks so much for joining me on this. I appreciate your perspective and your helping on this particular topic. And uh, want to encourage our listeners to go to our website at www.thehowofcarwashing.com. Leave a comment. Uh, let us know you're listening. If you've got ideas on other subjects that you'd like for us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, of course, you can find us on all the different outlets that you can get podcasts on. And we're on Google Play and Spotify right now. You're on Spotify too for your podcast. Is that right, Henry? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you want to talk, why don't you tell our audience about your podcast if they're interested in, in listening to another one? Sure, our sister podcast with, with you and I both uh, co-host as well is called The How of Car Washing. Same approach, but across all different industries. It's not industry specific like The How of Car Washing is. And again, we focus similarly on helping people who are aspiring to become uh, first-time business owners and existing small business owners, very small business owners like ourselves on how to organize and grow their small business. So we have interviews just like you do on the how of car washing, as well as David and I will often discuss a topic just like we've done here. So that's the how of business and you can find us at the how of business.com. Okay. At the beginning there, you said the how of car wash. I did. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's because you focus so much on the how of business. I know. I know. You, I, get them, I, I knew I was going to, I wrote that down because I knew I was going to confuse the two. And I often Yeah. No worries. No worries. But Henry met the how of business. So if you want to go out and listen to it and you do a lot of great interviews. So you interview a wide range of people on that. On that yeah. And sometimes again, they're, they're, uh, I use the word generic. In other words, they're, sometimes they're not industry specific. For example, I had, and we've shared some of these episodes. So if I talk to someone about SBA lending, it's applicable, obviously. If I talk about, you know, accounting, those things, it doesn't matter what business uh, they apply to our business equally. Right, right. So good, good. Well, thank you, Henry. I appreciate you joining me and I appreciate everybody listening. And we'll look forward to having you on the next time of the How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.